Hello and welcome all you seekers, explorers and rule breakers out there. This is the Alchemy Experience Podcast. Gratitude. It's a mindset. It's a practice. And if you go through life with an attitude that everything sucks, then that's those are the experiences you're going to have. It has to do with part psychology and part... Uh, spirituality I suppose depending on your belief system but if you focus on the negative then you will find the negative it's part of the reticular activation system and also the confirmation bias that your brain seeks out so your subconscious seeks out to confirm your belief systems so our belief systems are built on societal norms and rules and programming and experiences we've had because we view our future and present experiences through the lens and filter of our past experiences and this is part of our success model as a species to be able to use our experiences to learn and to practice that in real life now much of evolution as it progresses our brains don't catch up as quickly and we need to learn how to train our brains so as modern humans as we uh, grow older we start to realize what we can and what we can't control and realize that we can control really only our words our thoughts our actions then we also realize that we can control what we focus on so gratitude as a practice is really about focusing on what we're grateful for gratitude as a mindset is really all about making that decision to pivot from viewing the world as negative and against us and doing experiences to us to gratitude mindset where we view the world as fantastic and that we wake up every morning and we have experiences and that the world actually works for us and that we have experiences that happen for us. So this discussion on gratitude will delve into many of these aspects and we'll hear from people's real stories which are inspiring and wonderful and how people have made gratitude practices work for them. So let's get into it. Enjoy. I'm going to start by telling to everybody and welcome and showing my gratitude for everybody showing up today. Uh, especially today, we're going to talk about gratitude. Be grateful for what you already have while you pursue your goals. If you aren't uh, grateful of what you already have, what makes you think you would be happy with more? So something to think about. How can you exist in a state of gratitude in the present moment while at the same time desiring more? And that is something that a a paradigm or a... uh, paradox i suppose that i've grappled with for quite a while how do you remain content while desiring more so that's something we can uh, go into today as well gratitude is the fourth pillar in my coaching practice Uh, of course all these concepts of compassion uh, acceptance uh, forgiveness and gratitude are all interwoven with each other But I've found, at least in my own practice and in my own healing journey, that it's challenging to accept without compassion for the experience. And it's difficult to forgive without acceptance. And it's challenging to be grateful for the gifts of an experience without having first forgiven. Now, gratitude is a practice in my experience, but it's also a feeling, an emotion, it's uh, an embodiment. We can start off, if anybody wants to come in and share something about gratitude, some experiences with gratitude, we're gonna go through some of the what's, why's and how's during this call, but anybody wants to come in, Brenda, go ahead. 
Hi. Um, so I wanted to, so great to be here with all of you today. Uh, what I wanted to share is uh, something that I had gone through a period of time in my life that was so challenging. Um, my father-in-law at the time was quite ill and was living with us. And there was a lot of difficulty around his illness and him and his wife living with us at the time and navigating through all of that. And what I decided to start to do is a gratitude journal where every day I would write out th uh, three different things that I was grateful for. And I noticed a huge shift in my life from it. So while I was in the middle of this really difficult time with, with everything, I noticed that everything else around me started to shift. Other opportunities started to come up and I started looking for the blessings in life and the things that were great through it, like having that time together as a family, having time with my children, being able to be with their grandfather in a way that they never had the opportunity to before. And it was, it was actually so beautiful and made such a difference to all of us in getting through that time um, by that simple practice of journaling my gratitude every day. Journaling is one of the key practices, absolute, absolutely. I think we can actually then jump into the house since you started on that uh, that list. Uh, and actually, I'll come back to you, Brenda, in a, in a minute's time, if I may, absolutely. just to kind of uh, uh, pick apart your process there a little bit. <laughs> but the, the house I've put down, uh, as in... How do you practice gratitude? How do you incorporate gratitude into your life? Uh, so I put affirmations, mantras, journaling, and constant reminders throughout the day, uh, every present moment that you have. And of course, meditation. Uh, one of the key factors that I usually find missing when people talk about gratitude actually gratitude and compassion and most of these things and visualizations and so forth is the uh, one we're referring to the law of resonance. So if you don't feel the gratitude, the gratitude is not being reflected in the experience and you don't actually see the change. Is that something you would uh, recognize as well, Brenda, in your practice? Yeah, I think you you definitely need to create space to to be able to to welcome it, and like you can't um, you can't just tell yourself, well, I I should be grateful, I should be grateful, no, and and, and deny anything else that could be happening. I think you have to really allow yourself to to feel it and lean into lean into it. Yeah, and it's the I am grateful as opposed to I should be, or if this happens, I would be. It's the I am grateful, or it's something that happens in the present moment. Even if you, it's something that is hard at the moment, if you can evoke that feeling, right? Mm -hmm. Carol, you wanted to uh, chime in there? Yes, thank you very much. So again, great to, great to be here and happy to, 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 to share. Um, uh, some uh, my story and i think the gratitude one of the things about the gratitude it's uh, the fact it's not constant thing it's a kind of process and you can exercise gratitude and i think what brenda said about the journaling and especially starting um on you know writing like three good things that happened during the day or it's it's great but then it it's a, such a powerful exercise and if you are Kind of discipline in doing that it becomes easier with time and what what actually it enabled what by doing it what it enabled me to see it's the fact that i can be grateful for everything and especially more the, the most grateful thing that i am or the, the thing that i'm the most grateful grateful for is the fact that i'm the present moment and 
there is no point in like looking into the past and creating the fear about what is going to happen. It's just being grateful for all of the experience that I had so far, being grateful for this and just experience the moment as it is without any judgment. And I think if you are striving to change things, then you are not necessarily grateful for what you have now. So for example, you know, coming back to the situation that I was describing at the very beginning of the podcast today when I think it hasn't been... Um, that wasn't recorded. recorded. So. Um, what, you know, I often kind of found myself being, you know, taking my wife for granted that she's just there. But that very simple situation uh, on that Math Friday, it actually was the best lessons and the best experience that I could have experienced. So since she got back, like the very first words that I say in the morning when I wake up, the first, you know, when my consciousness arise, I'm actually saying, oh, thank you for being here. I just, you know, I didn't, it doesn't matter whether she sleeps or no. I just whisper to her ears that I'm, oh, thank you very much for being here. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that I can wake up and, and you're just next to me. And I'm, and I'm being just grateful for this. And it, it changes, it makes, it makes such a huge changes in your relationship and with your relationship to everyone. It's unbelievable. Oh, thank you. That was beautiful, Carol. Love that. Um, really touching. Um, Anna, we'll come to you in a second. I have Barbie before you. Go ahead, Barbie. Um, I agree with everything everybody is saying, but I also feel that um, one of the things that I focused on that the last couple of talks that I've given at the best you and I plan on addressing it again has been extreme gratitude based on the things that we can't see that support us every day. Um, and I know that when there were really, really bad days, as many of us have had through this pandemic, it's really looking at, I have a, I have a friend whose husband is a data analyst for the utilities company. So he works for the electricity mm -hmm. company. So focusing on the fact that I'm so grateful that there is electricity that's coming through my home, focusing on thanking all the people that are at the water company that are keeping my water clean and bringing it through the pipes and thinking, all the people who are working on my building and thinking all of the, you know, the infrastructure of the fire department and the police department and just really, really kind of like almost putting out like your feelers to all of the people that support you that are completely unseen, completely unknown, will never get recognition for it, but they allow us to go through our day-to-day -day basis of having groceries that come to you know the door for delivery for grocery stores et cetera et cetera I'm grateful for plumbing grateful for all those different things and then when you go to all of those baseline things you realize how absolutely supported you are and you can be completely grateful for those things and then you can move on to the things that you're grateful for that you have in addition to that. And then you can go and be grateful for all the people that you have in your life that you're also completely grateful for. And by that time, it's an energetic shift of where you are filled up with this energy. Because to me, gratitude is an energy. It's a very, very powerful energy because mm -hmm. it really is exactly that Viktor Frankl's man's search for meaning. You could of be course. in the middle of a concentration camp and all these people are dying because they've lost hope but the people that have not lost hope, they see the same horrific things that everybody else is seeing, but they have a gratitude for the fact that they have kept their mindset of being open to being in the state of like, you know what, this is what's happening, but I'm going to stay grateful for the fact that I got this potato. I'm gonna be grateful for the fact that I have a place to lie down, that there is shelter from the snow. It, it's literally just, it's a complete paradigm shift from where your, your idea is because the human being I think is so, hardwired to look at the negative that we can sit there and we can go off a cliff with the negative. I mean, just the catastrophic thinking can just be like, you know, it's like, it just goes like a tsunami to the left. But if you focus on all of these amazing things that are then there to support you, you realize that gratitude is a powerful thing. It is an energy that can then sustain you and take you to the next step, no matter what your situation is. Absolutely. And this is something that has been scientifically proven as well so which i will come to in a minute so anna you wanted to uh, chime in yes yes i wanted to say that like uh, i was practicing and i was journaling also 
But I went a bit further and I engaged my kids. So uh, we started saying gratitude in the end of the day. So everybody is saying, what are they grateful for? And then all these simple things as like giving me a cup of juice or something came up, uh, which I was totally not conscious. And I realized like that we really overestimate what we should be grateful for. Because uh, sometimes I think that I did something big. I bought them something and they are grateful. And in the end of the day, it's coming up that they are grateful for the pasta in the morning or something, uh, which uh, taught me a lot about my kids, which I was thinking that I know. Mm -hmm. And it's like this, this whole gratitude process, like it got to the different level, which uh, I didn't consider on the beginning when I started with this gratitude thing in the evening, uh, because I did it more so they will be going grateful to sleep. But it ended up like it's a whole um, class for me personally, for my personal development and everything that I make for them because they they are proving me that uh, so many times we are wrong as parents. They are showing me that like uh, gratitude is something totally different than I, I estimate that I think uh, it's like all these simple things that we really adults don't see, they see it and they are just throwing it our face so I, I encourage everybody for uh, making a gratitude at the evening uh, lately one of the girls said that she have a gratitude stone so when she, when she is not there the kid is saying all the gratitude to the stone that's also very interesting thing which I think that the, the child have a safety zone so that's for me and uh, I, I always say that my children are my greatest teachers because they do they do turn things on the head a lot of times and make me think about the simple aspects and that we as adults tend to complicate things because of our experiences. But the uh, one thing I've learned, uh, you know, going back to the interaction with children, typically in the olden days, I'd say, I would ask my children, so did you have a good day at school today? And they don't tend to engage with that kind of question because if they didn't have a good day, they don't want to talk about it. And it's for them to look at the whole day as a whole might be challenging. So instead I ask, what have you experienced today that you might be grateful for? And that makes them think about the details throughout the day. And typically they will come up with something. If they don't at that moment, they will come back to me later and be uh, show me something that they were grateful for. So I found that to be a useful tool with the uh, with the kids. There, um, I found one study that I thought was interesting at uh, Indiana University in the United States, where uh, doctors Joshua Brown and Joel Wong uh, were doing a study with 300 uh, university students that were engaging in counseling and they got them to engage to the, uh, the study before they started counseling or as they were seeking out counseling. And they found four particular aspects uh, or four main findings in this study that one, gratitude or practice of gratitude unshackles you from toxic emotions, which I thought was very interesting. It, it allows you to swing your your vibration or your frequency to more of a positive. So it's, it allows your uh, system to become more positive. Um, gratitude is an intrinsic experience without need for external validation. So gratitude is something you can do on your own for yourself, has nothing to do with anybody else. It's like I, I talk, uh, talked about forgiveness being an intrinsic um, uh, exercise and a pr uh, practice. It requires patience because gratitude does not change your life in you know moments notice. It's something you have to ingrain into your practice and practice over a longer period of time. There is those that say you, you, you uh, if you install a practice, it takes about 29 days or something to uh, change a uh, change a belief, but obviously varies depending on your uh, preset 
what, what foundation you start out from. But most importantly is that it has lasting effect. So if you practice gratitude, it will have lasting effect on your brain. It actually changes your brain or your subconscious. Uh, and I will say that in meditation, one of the keys in meditation is that when you go into a trance-like state and you practice grat uh, uh, gratitude, for example, in affirmations and mantras or something like that, it will have a deeper programming because you're reaching into the subconscious. It's just similar to hypnosis in that respect. So it's a self self-hypnotic uh, suggestion that you create. Um, so that I found that interesting uh, from that study. Uh, and it, we, we practice gratitude because of, you know, improving our mental health. But also what you do is they activate the uh, uh, RAS, which is the reticular uh, uh, activation system. And it's this this concept with your brain if someone says if you say to yourself oh i'd like to buy a tesla then you start seeing teslas everywhere or oh i like brown cars then why anybody would say that i don't know but and then you start seeing brown cars everywhere um so it's the same thing with uh gratitude once you start paying attention to gratitude you will find things to be uh, grateful for and you will feel that gratitude. And that's why I was saying to Brenda before, it, if it was important in, in her practice when she was journaling, to feel the gratitude as she was journaling. That's the uh, kind of psychology academic side of it. Um, I have found in my process, in my, my practice, that gratitude enables compassion it activates compassion at a deeper level because you are starting to see the, the good in things and looking for things to be grateful for. That also allows you to have compassion for people, situations, and what, what, have it, what, what it might be. So I was, I was going to share a little bit more about my journaling practice um, and something that Barbie had mentioned in the chat about release of toxic emotions. And I think that that's something that's important as well to recognize that there are toxic emotions that can come up and exist that can also block you from gratitude mm -hmm. if you allow them too much, um, but yet to still allow them. And so recognizing that they exist and then also going into the place of extreme gratitude where you look for all of the things like what Barbie was talking about earlier, you know, being grateful for having the electricity and having the water and, and all the little things. And I just really relate to all of that that she was sharing and what you were sharing about having that, that space and inviting more and more in every time that you you have gratitude, you invite more gratitude to come into your life and look for more opportunities to have gratitude for the things that you have in your life. Yeah, or more opportunities to be grateful. Yes. Simply. Yeah. Barbie? I just have to laugh too because like we're in a technological advanced age where we can all be on Zoom right now, right? So we're all around the world on Zoom. We have Wi-Fi servers. We all have different mobile services that are supporting us. And what I think is really funny, not in a ha-ha way, but it's funny is that people get super pissed off at their internet connection. So they get all mad, like, oh, I have crap internet. No, I have this and it's not fast enough and it's frozen and it's this or whatever. And it's really, those are the moments of where I really, really kind of kick into high gear with gratitude going like, do you not understand it's 2021 right now and you have the ability to be on a video chat with people from all over the world at this moment and yes maybe your internet is a little bit slow etc but you have internet you have a device that actually connects to the internet and allows you to do a zoom call and allows you to do all this kind of stuff so in no other time in history during a pandemic would we ever have been able to be this connected so that's the part about it's like 
you know, people want to bitch and complain about the things that they, you know, that it's not good enough. But by the same token, it's like, did anyone promise you that you would have a stable internet connection that would be able to do video and audio at the same time? No, but we have that right now. So it's like, that's the part about where it almost becomes comical and you can turn it into humor and say, wow, let's just be grateful for the fact that we do have the connections that we do have. Super important. We need to look at the every aspect of our lives and say, you know, I'm grateful for it. And if, if it does fail, then so be it. You know, it's it's something that either it will come back or if it doesn't, then we'll find it, find out a new way to get back to what was important. So if we lose our Wi-Fi connection, you know, I've when I've moved houses, it's been the case where I've been without internet for months and you solve it. You connect mm -hmm. to your neighbor's house or whatever it may be. But I think the gratitude also allows you, it opens up your mind to the opportunities, to solutions if things don't work out. So it, if you take away those toxic emotions and toxic thoughts and so forth, then it, it allows that energy to fly, uh, flow more freely, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I'm grateful that we have Wi-Fi and we have each other to connect to through this pandemic and beyond. Um, and I know Anna had put in the chat that she's grateful to be here with all of us and to be at home with her four children and, and be able to be here too. And I think it's such an amazing thing, like really for, for everything that's happened through the pandemic, we can look at the things that we're grateful for. Through. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if uh, you saw the the article I read, COVID-19, what do we have to be grateful for? There are always things to be grateful for. There, you know, we, we have our challenges and our sorrows and, you know, it's, it is challenging and uh, horrific for everybody who's had losses or, you know, experienced mental challenges during situations like this pandemic with COVID-19. But each and every one of us has things to be grateful for. Now, I think it's even more important during, if you are experiencing challenges, to find those little bits, because that will then allow you to deal with the challenges in a much more fluid way, if you like. And uh, as you described, Brenda, was with your father-in-law uh, being sick, it allowed you to approach it from a different point of view, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm thinking here in the pandemic, um, we might not be having this conversation if, if we weren't in a pandemic in the situation that we're in, we might not all be here having this conversation today. Absolutely. That's, uh, I would say, is a, a strong possibility. So uh, I'm grateful for the opportunities there. And certainly I wouldn't have been going out setting up this podcast i wouldn't have set up the meditation practices uh, the online meditation practices and so forth because speaking and being on camera are things that i was uh, scared shitless of <laughs> <laughs> so well, it it pushed me to garner the courage to get out of my comfort uh, comfort zone and that has allowed me to grow and i'm entirely grateful for that Absolutely. Thank you very much. I love all of the points and um, there are a couple of points that I would like to uh, raise on what Barbie said, uh, just to give a little bit of numbers and quotes. So if you think about why we really need to be grateful for, it's like if you're looking at the development of like our civilizations, um, average income of people living 200 years ago was less than dollar in Western countries, like whether, you know, across the Europe and now like I think average income in the UK is like 27 or 28,000 pounds. So it's almost like $30,000. Um, uh, in 2000, um, it is a great book uh, called Factfulness uh, written by Hans Ola. And there is another great book by Steven Pinker and Live and Now. And, you know, we are living in the world that more people are dying of overeating than from famine or disease. Mm -hmm. More and more people across 
all of the globe. They have access to education. People can read, people can, you know, share wisdom and knowledge across the world. We can connect to each other. And I know that, you know, Barbie and, and Brenda and you, Christopher and Anna mentioned that. And some people have mentioned that in that chat as well. But it is, it is, it is great that we can all do it. And it's fascinating that we can do it on the scale that is not available only to like Ellie's, but is available to anyone. But I think with this as well, it comes our responsibility um, to be grateful for it. Because if we are going exactly what uh, was what Barbie was saying, if we're gonna focus on, oh, come on, my internet is crap. We're gonna create that <laughs> negative cocoon that we're gonna look at the world from the perspective of negative emotions and everything is gonna be crappy for us. You know, it starts with small things like my internet is crap. <laughs> And that, you know, that, that's the whole life. If, if your internet is crap, then your whole life is gonna be crap. But if everything around you is great, then everything around you is gonna be great. Yeah, yeah. well, that, that is what the flip side to the gratitude, gratitude practice. If you practice non-gratitude, then the, the reticular uh, activation system is going to be serving you in that respect as well. So you're gonna see find everything that is crap in your life, you're going to stop paying attention to that. So it's, you know, people walk around saying, well, why, you know, why should I be so positive? There's so much crap happening in my life. Well, yeah, because you're focusing on it. You, you're paying attention to it. So you're telling your subconscious, pay attention to it and present me with opportunities to experience it, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, I did. I don't remember who said that, whether that was Jung or someone else. It's actually when they said the interaction between conscious and subconscious mind is not the interaction between your, uh, you know, your subconscious mind and the physical matter or anything like that. The interaction between subconscious mind and conscious mind, it's the manifestation through the time. So everything that you, your subconscious mind believes, it manifests through life in the future. Mm -hmm. So what, the place that we are in now is the manifestation of our past. And that's true. I, as I said, I don't remember who said that. I, I believe that was Jung, but... So, sounds like Jung. It doesn't sound like uh, something that uh, Freud would come up with. He was... <laughs> Melly, I'm going to come to you, but first Barbie had her hand up. If, she, um, if Barbie can remember I, what she was going to say. <laughs> I, I have a memory like a steel trap. I know you I'm the elephant of the uh, of the human species. Um, <laughs> I think that ultimately the thing I also find is that before COVID, virtual connections were just, they weren't real. I didn't care about virtual re relations. It was just like, nope, that's just on a screen. It doesn't have anything to do with real life, et cetera. And I think now that we've all had to kind of pivot in a different way where we connect in different ways, it's really re reassessing what your idea is as to how you connect to people and then being grateful that you have the ability to lean in incredibly deeply with people in a way that would be considered to be non-traditional because it is video and we can't meet in person and things like that. But by the same token, it doesn't matter because in some ways these relationships that we've created are almost even more real than the in real life day-to-day you know, going about our business type of a thing, because it's like, there's a gratitude for the connections. And then I know that the people that are in my life now, there's a, there's a quality to them that is just so rich and so deep. And it is so amazing as opposed to, I think a lot of people focus on the quantity of all the likes and all the different people that they have. So really, really being grateful for your inner circle of people that, um, have your back in this moment and of course we we hope that that parlays into in person after all of this you know you know changes but it's still really leaning into the fact that these are the these are the avenues that we have these are the opportunities that exist now and really taking advantage of that from a perspective of just really completely leaning into it all all the way and you know right now i feel like there are so many people that you know are are so so amazing. I mean, even this group every week, I look forward to it. It's just such a, such a great group. And I know Carol, you come in from Poland and you know, you're, you're not on the mind Valley thing, but it's just like, you know, looking at things of where it's like, you guys are friends, you guys are, you know, it's like the things that everybody says, 
everybody's looking forward to them because they know that there's going to be more pearls of wisdom that are dropped. And like, I smile after I get off of these calls because I feel really, really connected despite the fact that it's through a device. So that to me is where the gratitude comes in reassessing what our rules were about engagement prior to COVID. It's just re reassessing that the rules can completely change and it is as real as if we were in person. It so reminds me of every time I talk to my children about, especially my oldest daughter who turns to, you know, most of her friends are online and she has never actually met these people or these kids uh, in real life. And, you know, she practices all the internet safety and all that. So they're all kids of the same age. And the, these, she, you know, she is referring them to as her real friends and immediate thought is, well, you never met them. And then, you know, I sit here and I have these discussions and I meet people online and it's like, uh, I'm thinking, well, you know what? The rules I had, the bullshit rules I had before, actually my, my daughter's rules are more applicable. They are more correct. So again, my children being my greatest teachers, got to pay attention to what rules we actually bring forth and apply into our lives. Okay, here I am. Yes. Uh, thank you, Christopher, <laughs> and I love the conversation this morning. Um, going back to when we were when when you were talking about the pandemic, uh, what came to mind was um, remember that first time we saw these people in Italia on their balcony, clapping, applauding mm -hmm. the uh, nurses and health workers, and. And to me, it was so powerful and it reminded me that gratitude is going back to what we were saying earlier is so powerful. Mm -hmm. It went right through my, through my heart. And I think it was the same for everybody in the planet, on the planet to see that because, because and then we experienced it um, a little bit later, the, the, uh, the virus was, uh, was, was spreading but we could we could feel we could feel the gratitude of these people the um, and the fact that it 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 takes you forward to action to show gratitude mm -hmm. and this is something that we can all relate to and that that is something that gives us a lot of power and um and uh i know that us in in quebec for instance we were flashing our home lights at 8 30 every night as a sign of gratitude for our uh, health workers and it gives you a sense of community mm -hmm. and a sense of cohesion as a large group because we can all relate to that we all know exactly what it feels like to feel grateful to someone who's making a sacrifice for the greater good for the better good Mm -hmm. And so it's it's a little bit outside of the discussion of like what I'm grateful for today. No, in it's, my right, life. it's right up there, Melly. It's, it's exactly right what we're talking about. So, yeah. Uh, we in the UK, we did the same thing. We, uh, I think it was like uh, seven o'clock on Thursdays, I think it was. Um, and they, I think they're going to start that again. But, you know, people will go out and bang on their you know pots and pans and make a right rockers but as you say it that action of gratitude then creates that sense of community and even though people were like locked in their homes it allowed them to feel not so lonely right it, so, gave, it gave, gave cohesion i think to you to the group to the people also yeah we absolutely. all agree on this whatever our lives are um, yeah. Definitely, definitely. And it, uh, we could also see on the internet, you know, st these videos flying around on Facebook where, you know, in Spain, Barcelona, I think it was some guy was serenading his neighbors uh, on a guitar on the balcony. You know, people came up with th ways to connect. So some of us came, went online and created groups, created uh, you know, meditation, whatever it is. Others, you know, did things in the community that worked for them. And I think it is that mind mindset of gratitude that, you know what, I'm content with what I have. I'm happy with what I have. What can I now contribute and show up and serve with? And that is then 
uh, allowing you to pass it forward, right? So I think that's, yes. that's so beautiful, so beautiful. I just, I just had something like oh. coming to mind um, also regarding uh, some of the shift that happened in our perception of everyday life and where we are in society. I think that the pandemic gave us um, an acute sense of um, the fact that we are, we, they, they, they are some privileged people and they, they, they are some people who um, do the work that is most essential and uh, they, don't, they, they don't have access to that yet, maybe that super privileged, uh, privileged life. And I can remember <clears throat> some of the uh, top A people in Hollywood or so, filming themselves and complaining about how they were bored or whatever during the pandemic mm. because of the lockdown. And we could see the environment um, ultra-privileged in which they were living. And although before it was um, probably for many um, something to attain, a goal, whatever, like I want to have this lifestyle. But then we were all equalized by the virus. And then we could see those people going to work every day in the hospital, saving lives. And we could, nobody could take it. It was like, no, you have to be grateful. You're super privileged. Now, you, you're not, you, you, you know, there, there was that gap between, you could see that they were, they were not maybe grateful enough for the position they were in to go in the, in the open and complain about their conditions where people were much more uh, giving and not complaining. And, and I think it has to do a lot with already our, our inner engineering. The gratitude is at the core. And I think we can recognize when people are not or are and, and we can relate to that. And there was that shift in perception that happened. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, no, and uh, there definitely was a backlash. Um, uh, and I think people that showed up unauthentically trying to gain or gain attention, because especially among those uh, that Hollywood set, there was particularly one video, and they got such a backlash because it wasn't authentic. It wasn't. You didn't come out to serve the greater good, and people just saw that self-serving. And it was a long, or for a while there, people really were attuned to what was authentic, and the intuition towards that was very strong. And I think there are things that will shift towards that uh, that uh, paradigm again. Um, and I think. Those, if you look at those situations where pe people complain, it is oftentimes because there's something that is uh, malad or is not quite healed in their current situation. Even if you're sitting with you know hundreds of millions of pounds, dollars, whatever it may be in the bank, it if you're not content with that, if you if you haven't reached happiness within you haven't realized that you're not happy despite all this money uh, then you are going to complain about the little things because you don't have the gratitude for and the contentment for what you had you are seeking to have more so uh, whatever that may be um, i think jim carrey is a good example of someone who woke up to that and said you know what all the money i've made doesn't mean anything you know, I woke up and I said, you know what, my life is, I'm content with my life and the money is just, I don't really care. So it's, it's um, really is a big, big shift in humanity at the moment, understanding that, you know, what's truly valuable. In, and when you start losing things, then you start being more grateful for the things that you have. So when people lose their, their income, they start paying attention when the fear subsides or they perhaps understand that fear is not going to help them. They start looking at, okay, well, what do you, do I have? 
And then that's when you start realizing, ah, you know, like Carol, you're talking about Marcus Aurelius's um, meditations where you folk, you, you kind of visualize how bad it could be. And that then allows you to show gratitude for your, uh, your existing situation or your current moment, right? Isn't that right, Carol? Yeah, absolutely. You know, there is always a situation that can be can be worse. And sometimes when you and Marcus Aurelius was one of those people that you know he was in a super powerful person and he, he was a philosopher king, wasn't he? And but he still spent a lot of time just thinking about his suffering and about his um, and this is something that gave him power to survive and. Well, and I think what it does at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm 30 today, I've got a good job, I've got everything, but what I need, but, you know, I might die tomorrow, I don't know, I, I need to go to dentist in like an hour, and I might have car crash, and I might die, so, you know, I don't try to hook on those feelings and emotions and um, thoughts for too long, because they are not pleasant, but you don't know what the next hour or minute bring. You just don't know. So rather than focusing on all of the negativity on all negative aspects, just be present, be happy with everything that you have now. And you know, why is it? I remember that a couple of uh, months ago because me and my wife, we were turning 30 very close. So I turned 30 last month and she's turning 30 next month. And we were arguing what we gonna do for our 30th birthday in Jan, like whether we're supposed to throw the party like in the middle of Jan because the pandemic was almost over and all of that. And what happened was in middle of November, and this was, well, this was one of the reasons why she went to Poland, it was because her mom had the brain aneurysm and she had to have the brain op. So she had to go to Poland, you know, look after her and all of that. So, all of the plans and arguments that we might have had about our 30th party were just invalid. They just diminished. So why do I need to, you know, um, think about the future and try to predict what is going to be and trying to imagine the best possibilities? Like it might never happen. So the only one thing that I can really focus on is just love and peace and contentment for what I have now. Absolutely. And uh... Once you sit down and think about it, there is very little to complain about and a lot more to be grateful for. It's been a wonderful discussion and I think everybody understands and has a good attitude towards gratitude. Obviously on this, everybody who joins in these discussions are always bringing such beautiful stories and I'm, I'm very grateful for all of you coming to join in the discussions that uh, it is one of my highlights during the week as well, Barbie, uh, as you described uh, one of yours. Um, so for next Can I week, add one, one last thing. Yeah. I just think that um, one of the things that's beautiful is a lot of times those different pieces, like the four pillars you talk about with the forgiveness, gratitude, acceptance, and compassion. A lot of times what ends up happening is that I almost see them as overlayers. So, mm -hmm kind of like Carl was just talking about it's being an acceptance of the situation which then gives a beautiful overlay of this like star body of gratitude over it so it's almost like I feel like gratitude and acceptance become this beautiful sandwich and when they're put together they become magic so that's the last thing I wanted to say yeah I mean they are threads of the same fabric uh, yes and they will intersect at different levels you know it's not as it's not a straight line linear uh, process of uh, you know, compassion, acceptance, grad, uh, forgiveness, and gratitude. They will, there will be parts of every, every one of those elements in the other processes as well. So, uh, yes. but uh, yeah, once you accept something, like if you accept that something is not going to happen, then you can be grateful for whatever does happen. That is for your highest best or highest good. So there's a, there's a lot more theory and practice to that. Um, but absolutely, you know, first thing in the morning when I wake up, I go 
I sit up and I start thinking of things to be grateful for. The first thing I do is that will then get my brain activated because it's reset during the night. And obviously dreams and so forth can come back, come into the first moments in the, in the morning. So it just allows me to reset my brain and get it started in a positive mode and get the reticular activation system just started on finding those positive aspects in my life and finding gratitude in my life. Absolutely. And I'm grateful for you, Christopher, and I'm grateful for this uh, podcast and I'm grateful for everyone on here. And thank you very much. Thank you all. And uh, I wish you all a wonderful week until next week. I hope you guys uh, are able to join in and uh, be safe out there. These discussions always fill me with such inspiration. I hope we were able to share with you the benefits of practicing gratitude and having a gratitude set mindset and that uh, you might be able to now go forth and uh, enter into your own practice of gratitude. These concepts are part of the work that we do at the Alchemy Experience Coaching Workshop and uh, where we are working to help humanity prioritize passion. And gratitude is very much part of passion and so gratitude practices become an integral part in our coaching workshops as well. And if you're interested in uh, working with us in our coaching workshop and want to have a uh, free 30-minute consultation, then just go to uh, thealchemyexperience.co.uk and uh, contact us there. And on that website you will also find uh, a plethora of uh, meditation recordings, our writings and uh, information about our coaching workshop. So until next time, Have a great one.